0: You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. What's up, everybody? I am reporting in post Olympics. Had the Olympic, uh, I didn't even watch them. Had the uh, Olympic final closing ceremonies. I think I watched like half an hour of Olympics this year. I used to love the Olympics, I thought they were great. It was like, you had ESPN's, not ESPN, we had ABC's Wide World of Sports. Do, do you remember that? Maybe you don't, because you were young and you've got, you've had ESPN all your life. Well, we there didn't used to be a ESPN where you had 20 sports, 24 hours a day. So if you wanted to watch some Summer Olympics, it was, I mean, school was out. You could spend hours watching the Olympics. It was great. Not so much anymore. And then with a bunch of this ridiculous woke protest stuff kneeling when the National Anthem was played. Who does that? Well, enough athletes did where NBC is like, yeah, we had the worst case scenario as the Olympic ratings plunge amid woke protests. We kind of want to blame some of this on, well, there's the time difference of Tokyo. All right, but we've had the Olympics in other locations and we haven't had this big of an issue just trying to get people to watch the games. what we're going to talk about today. This is a pretty interesting story and uh you can't argue the facts on this one. Let's see your uh, your viewership is down how much? Oh, that's a lot. That's what we're going to talk about today. NBC sees worst case scenario as Olympic ratings plunge amid woke protests. Before we jump on in, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. Yes, I'm from Seattle, but that doesn't mean that I don't have a reasonable perspective on the news. I think a lot of people see me initially and they go, a guy from Seattle, we hate Seattle. All right, you can do that. But not everybody in Seattle is a nut job, right? There's like one or two of us that are reasonable and sane. And that's why you're watching this video and I'm going to read the news for you. <laughs> Let's go. Experts have pointed to woke anti-U.S. protests from American athletes as part of the lack of interest. I had a total lack of interest this year. A total lack of interest. I just didn't care. I, I okay. So she she's quitting because of her her spinny thing, you know, the gymnast. All right, the soccer team, you know, the basketball team uh, didn't do great. I mean, when you, when you put in a bunch of pro athletes from the greatest league in the world, and they're all on one team, you're going to kind of dominate things. That's where the whole professional thing in, in Olympics to me is like, oh, righty then. And back in the day, you used to just have a bunch of Russians that dominated the Olympics because they were, you know, they were taking a cycle or two and they were big and strong. Americans, we were behind in that technology different times, right? But now we've got athletes who are literally representing their country, and yet they go up there and they take a knee. What is that all about? All right. NBC is giving advertisers who bought airtime during the Olympic uh, Tokyo Olympics, extra commercials due to underwhelming ratings for this year's 2020 Olympic Games, fueled by a pandemic weary population. Are people sitting at home too much? Did they sit at too much? Home too much? And now that they have the opportunity to get out and about, I, you know, if I was really into the Olympics, maybe I go to a bar. I don't really do that, but it, I, maybe I go to a bar and watch them. But no, it seems seems like nobody's watching them, and nobody I knew watched them. I ran track in high school. You know, eight hundred meters, fifteen hundred meters. I ran cross country. I played basketball. You know, some some summer Olympic sports, right? I had zero interest. So a pandemic-weary population, okay, yeah, and backlash against woke athletes protesting the U.S. flag and national anthem. I think that's what mainly caused this. And my primary example of that is I used to be a big NBA fan until the Sonics got stolen by Oklahoma City, but that's a whole different story. Um, and that's our fault because we let that happen here in Seattle. And, um, if you don't pay attention, sometimes other business guys, they're going to pull a fast one on you and you deserve it because you weren't paying attention. So Seattle, no NBA team here. Um, but the whole NBA, how how did the NBA season go in 2020? Not well, 2021, not doing great either, right? Olympics right behind it, right behind it. And so these are, these are facts. I mean, viewership way, way down. NBC sports chairman, Pete Bevakakawa, sorry, insisted to the Associated Press that the network would still make money in the 2020 Olympics, but left out details about how much ah, we spent. How many billion dollars do they spend a lot? And they've got this thing tied up to like 2028, 2032, some ridiculous time in the future. NBC's primetime coverage of the Tokyo Olympics on July 26 averaged 14.7 million viewers for a, get this, 49% drop compared to the equivalent night from the 2016 Rio de Janeiro games. I think I watched zero of the 2016 games as well. This, I used to love the Olympics. I just, there's so much nonsense going on in the way that they report the Olympics now, it's, it's just insane. It's not like you can watch an entire event through. You, you got to skip around to all these stories and all this stuff and all these narratives and, oh, you know, here's the hope and here's the struggle and here's overcoming adversity and we're doing this for this. Just show me the freaking event. That's what I want to see, right? The other stuff, great and all, but I'll tune into that when I need to. But, you know, this is, uh, it's sports for people who don't necessarily watch sports. That's what the Olympics are for, right? And since when, I'm not against canoeing, but since when is canoeing an Olympic sport? What happened here? Kayaking? All right, I get, but the whole canoeing thing, what is that really about? I don't know. I'm not really sure. Okay, so we had a 49% drop compared to the equivalent night from the 2016 Rio de Janeiro games and 53% less than the 2012 London Olympics, down 50%. We're not talking 10%, we're not talking 15%. 49 from the 2016 games, 53 from the 2012 games. Half. Half. That's nuts. The opening ceremony saw their lowest viewership since 1988. In 1988, that was, uh, what was that? That was the LA games, I believe, wasn't it? LA games, is that right? Nutty, Variety senior TV editor, Brian Steinberg, wrote that the drop has spurred advertiser anxiety. Imagine that. Do you have anxiety? Are you an advertiser at the Olympics? Do you have anxiety? Yes, we do. Why? Well, our viewership is down 50%. We have half the eyeballs on the content that we were hoping for. That, you know, maybe we can do equal to or, and or greater than than the last Olympics. Mm, no, down 50%. And uh, the drop has spurred advertiser to anxiety, which hasn't been eased by the news. The legendary American gymnast, Simone Biles, Withdrew from team competition and fan favorite Naomi Osaka was eliminated from the tennis medal competition, and then just a bunch of other stories, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, oh, this, yeah, the Olympics, probably not gonna watch him. What else is on TV? What's Netflix got? What do we have on, um, you know, Amazon Prime? What do we got? What's on YouTube? What's on YouTube? My viewership has been pretty good during the whole Olympics. You know, sometimes you get these outside things coming in and everybody puts their eyeballs on that. I've done okay here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast, even though I'm from Seattle, right? A lot of hate towards Seattle. I get it. Got a bunch of knuckleheads here. Yeah, it's not good. We had some crime happen over the weekend. Not as much as Chicago. Police officer lost her life. That is horrible. I'm probably going to highlight that here, but that's a different deal. But Seattle definitely got our issues, but you know, he quoted a media buying executive who said the early viewership numbers clearly are not what NBC, our agency, or our clients were looking for. Let's see, we got NBC putting on the deal, right? The viewership, the agency, mm, yeah, or the clients. So nobody in this circle, you know what, is happy with the numbers, right? Nobody like, ah, do you guys, are you guys happy with these? No, you guys have, this is horrible. Advertiser anxiety. That's a good one. When you look at the numbers, it's hard to be pleased with them. <laughs> I mean, Said Andy Billings, director of the sports communications program at the University of Alabama told the Associated Press, it's probably NBC's worst case scenario. Here we are. But it's probably a worst case scenario that they would have been able to predict months ago. All right. Did they know this was coming? Did they know? Did they know this was going to happen and this was going to come? Probably, right? Probably. Viewership has lagged behind the Rio coverage by roughly half on numerous nights of this year's competition because nobody wants to see this stuff. How about, okay, for those of you on the audio, I'm looking at a picture of the, uh, what was the hammer throw? Uh, Gwendolyn Berry. Uh Gwendolyn Barry finish, celebrates finishing third in the women's hammer throw on the, on day nine of the U.S. Olympics. Uh, she is not a patriot. No, no. No, not a lot of patriotism there. And woke protests by American athletes condemning the US or national anthem have done little to attract new viewers while alienating Republican spectators. According to Patrick Murray, director of the Monmouth University Polling Institute in New Jersey, the lingering effects of the coronavirus pandemic have also taken a toll. Yeah, but you got people sitting at home and if they're into the Olympics, that's what they do. But this year, I th- I think you got to say I think you got to say. Yeah, people were turned off on so many levels by the Olympics. But lack of patriotism was the number one thing. That's what it is for me. And and so while alienating Republican spectators, and my 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 thought is it it doesn't alienate just Republican spectators, it alienates you know, Americans. Because you're basically taking a pot shot at you know American pride on a on a worldwide stage, and that's that's not cool. I'm not okay with that, and I don't think most people are okay with that. And even if they're not a you know drive a big jacked up uh, four by four with a flag in the back with a gun and the you know rifle rack, um, listening to country music, even if you're not you know that. I I think people just seeing kneeling during the national anthem or turning your back to the national, national anthem or turning your back to the award ceremony or whatever, just people are not, they're not down with that. That's a no go. Keep your politics to yourself. You're representing the United States of America. Keep your politics to yourself. That's ridiculous. So the lingering effects of the coronavirus pandemic have also taken a toll. Last week, the university published a poll that found a few a third fewer Americans were interested in watching the games. A whopping 43% of respondents said they had little interest in watching compared to just 16% who had a lot. I you know, there's some hardcore Olympic viewers out there that just follow all the stories cuz it used to be really interesting. You know, you got these athletes that work for 4 years work their whole career and maybe you see them two, three Olympics later and they're like still just going. Um, but the gal with all the the medals, you know, and half of her three quarters of them were from and I don't even know because I just barely read the storyline. They were from relay teams. Carl Lewis, he won a couple from relay teams. His were individuals. His were individuals. So even just some stuff like that, you know, the, the storylines, they're looking for heroes. And a lot of times, pretty tough to find. While 55% of Americans felt it was a good idea to hold the postpone 2020 games this year, 36% said said it wasn't a good idea. I'm not I'm not a to cat as far as the whole Coronavirus thing goes. And I pretty much just operated business as usual, did whatever social distancing that we needed to. But I didn't miss a day. That's kind of that was my whole thought in this whole Coronavirus thing. Hammer down, keep going, do your thing. But I didn't really think that the whole Olympics was such a brilliant idea based on what we've been told with the whole coronavirus thing. Is holding the the Olympic Games without fans a good idea? That's the whole point of the Olympics, right? Spectator sport, huge spectator sport. All right, I understand these athletes, they need to get out and they need to have their games, but we postponed them for a year. Bring them back. Got outbreaks going on. Is that the greatest thing ever? I'm kind of same thing with Lollapalooza this year. Just happened in Chicago. What two weekends ago? I was thinking, all right. So you got th- like three hundred thousand people coming in to Lollapalooza. Is that a great idea either? And again, I'm not. I'm not afraid. But is it a good idea? I, I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily want to get it. I don't think anybody necessarily wants to get it. But you put a whole bunch of people in an area, you know what I mean? Is this, is this genius? And then you have people basically dissing America? Hmm, not down with that. The Olympic spirit is a bit dampened this year, Murray said. A bit dampened. That's a nice way of putting it. The delay from last year and lack of spectators. taking the edge off the typical anticipation and excitement for this event. But the emergence of Black Lives Matter in the sports world has also led to a backlash among some Americans. I think it's a lot of Americans. I really do. I think people have kind of seen through the whole BLM thing and most folks recognize, all right, the words Black Lives matter, Matters, yeah, that does, that does matter. But the movement, oof, not so much. People have kind of seen through what that actually represents. And they're like, oh, yeah, not behind that, not down with that. And viewership in the Olympics pretty much supports that, doesn't it? Not all athletes have protested the flag. We know that. The woke woman soccer team had to settle for bronze last week. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's soccer team. That soccer team, but the U.S. men's basketball team took gold, and star Kevin Durant derided media critics by telling one to act like you're an American. <laughs> All right, Kevin Durant was one of the last Sonics that's still in the NBA. They basically got moved down to Oklahoma City, and U.S. wrestler Tamra uh, Mensa Stock wrapped herself in the flag and declared, and so did I. Th- I think so did um, Kevin Durant wrapped herself in the flag and declared, I love representing the US. I freaking love living here after becoming the first female black American wrestler to win Olympic gold. And then you've got the whole trans athletes thing going. Uh, I know that one weightlifter didn't execute a single one of her lifts at three tries. Didn't didn't get any of them up. Um, You've got that whole storyline going and you're like, where is this all headed? What do we have going on here? This is not the Olympics that I grew up with. And I'm not not saying everything I grew up with. I grew up in the 70s and the 80s. Not everything was good from those eras, right? But also some of the stuff that things have morphed into, like the Olympics, kind of like, ah, hard pass, a no-go, not going to watch the Olympics I'm going to leave that up to the 16% of people who are a hard go on watching the Olympics, right? But images of other athletes protesting the flag and the anthem haven't helped bring back alienated viewers. Those viewers are gone. I don't think I'll be back. Will I watch the Winter Olympics? I'm probably less of a Winter Olympics guy than I am a Summer Olympics guy. Jessica's skiing and all that, it's like, all right, uh, okay. Yeah, maybe I'll watch some snowboarding, snowboarding. Remember when that became a big thing? Is snowboarding really an Olympic event? Well, people like to watch it. So they threw it in. Hey, we can make some money off this. Yeah, we can do that. Weird, right? So got a picture here of a gal holding a flag, go USA. I'm okay with that. But this whole other angle, not okay with just over half the Republicans said uh, they weren't interested, cited the political protests. And the same percentage of Democrats blamed the effects of the pandemic, small crowds and less competition. All right, the effects of the pandemic, people are still stuck at home. Um, and a lot of folks are not going, some folks are going out, but a lot of folks are still kind of staying at home, because they've been told that the Delta variant, you know, eh, it might get you. Um, so I think there, and and you know what, people watch a ton of television and streamed events anyway, they watch and, and something like this should have a major, major set of eyeballs on it by the country. And yet it doesn't. So I think you talk about the time difference and you talk about other stuff. I think it comes down to people have been turned off by the political stuff going on. I really do. And the university also quoted independence as opposing the protests. Yeah, I, yeah, we all oppose it. It's, it. it's craziness. The people we sent over aren't representing the country, one Maryland man identified as an independent in his 40s told the pollsters, they're kneeling at the flag. Yeah, hard no go. You're representing the United States. You're not representing your job, which is your you know professional athlete for whatever you know sport team pays you the most money because let's be honest, that's how it goes. Professional sporting is about money. It's about money. The Olympics, it's supposed to be about representing your country. And they're kneeling at the flag. And it kind of just makes you think, hmm, yeah, maybe the Olympics aren't for me this year. And the numbers, they support that. Half. You're down half the viewership. You know what I say? I say, good. Let this be a lesson for the Olympics. Let this be a lesson for the NBA, NFL. They all kind of did the same thing, right? Oh, this is really, oh, man, our numbers are down. What happened? Gee whiz, what happened? Well, that happened. And you know what I mean by that happened. So the guy, the 40, who's an independent, they're kneeling at the flag. He wasn't the only one who felt that way. I don't want to see virtue signaling, said a 45 year old New Jersey woman, also an independent and said, be a proud American. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican or independent. This is about supporting your country. And if you're not supporting the country, hmm, maybe you should go do your sporting events elsewhere. Take your game elsewhere and go there. Go there, do that. The decline in TV viewers doesn't tell the entire story. More people are watching online and via streaming platforms where advertising revenue is significantly lower. It seems like it's harder and harder to actually watch the thing that you want to watch. Um, In what little time I did watch the Olympics, I was like, okay, they're giving me a broad overview of what I might see during this time period, but I don't really know what I'm going to get to watch. Um, so I got to tune in to get through all this ridiculous backstory and nonsense before I see the actual event. Mike, you know, I'll, if I care to, you know, run back in and figure out who won the 800 meters, maybe, maybe I'll pay attention. And you know what? I've never gone back to figure out who won the 800 meters in the Olympics because by this time I, I don't care. I'm just like, okay, yeah, somebody kneeled. All right, I'm out. I'm done. No, I'm not dealing with this. This is ridiculous. The decline in TV viewers doesn't tell the entire story. Okay, we already read that, so that's, don't need to read that again. Um, yeah, so that is half. That's how I sum, uh, summarize this poor portion of the podcast. Viewership down half. Those are enormous numbers. Advertiser anxiety. All right, here's a specific storyline on why advertisers are having a tough time. Subway franchisees are fed up with Megan Rapinoe's TV ads. Now, if you know who that is, all I got to say is the soccer chick, soccer chick with purple hair, right? Okay, don't get me started on colored hair. I saw a lady at Trader Joe's yesterday. She's probably close to my age. It's like, what's wrong with your normal haircut? You're making a statement here. You want us to look at you and go, Oh, you you got purple hair. Oh, that's great. It's amazing. I'm not knocking people with purple hair just because I don't like the color purple. It's like, all right, you are looking for attention. And how come and I'm supposed to give it to you in a positive fashion here? Are we going with that? Because when I see people with colored hair, I think like Smurf colors and things like that. That's, just what I do, maybe color of a lollipop or color of a, you know, snow cone or something like that. I, I don't think it's really for adults. But yeah, whatever, that's just me. Rapineau inked other endorsement deals besides Subway, including tie up with Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret used to take it Used to have such a bad rap because they had skinny, pretty girls. And all of a sudden, everybody realized, oh, it's not the majority of women. We we need inclusivity here. And yeah, Megan Rapinoe kicked up another round of controversy at the Tokyo Olympics. And now a group of subway franchisees are pressuring the fast food giant to give her the boot. 36-year-old purple-haired soccer star who kneeled during the national anthem to kick off the Tokyo Olympics before leading the United States to a bronze medal this week, began a stint as a pitch woman for the fast food giant this past spring. In one spot, Rapinoe, who has been a vocal proponent of equal rights and equal pay for women, knocks a burrito out of a guy's hands by kicking a soccer ball at him. That is violence. That is some violence right there. Kicked a burrito out of the guy's hands. What did the burrito do to you? Response has been mixed according to franchisees. Last month, late last month on a discussion forum hosted by North American Association of Subway Franchisees. That's quite a name. A Wisconsin store operator posted a picture of a hand scrawled note from an irate customer taped to the front of his shop. Boycott Subway until Subway fires the anti American. Rat, Megan Rapinoe comma the creep who kneels for our beloved national anthem the note read well said the creep who kneels for the national anthem I agree 100% agreed there the ad should be pulled and done with the franchisee wrote of the rapineau spot it gets tired apologizing some harsh words subway doesn't own any of its nearly 22,000 locations But it charges franchisees 4.5% of their revenue for a national advertising fund and controls how the money is spent. Now, many store operators, particularly those in red states, say they're facing a harsh backlash from the parent company's decisions. You think? I mean, how hard is this to figure out, folks? Got to do some demographics there and realize that not everybody's on board with kneeling during the national anthem at the Olympics. Last week, reps from the NAASF uh, told members the group had already taken grievances over the Rapino ads to the company's top management led by Chief Executive John Chitzy. Well, they've got a contract and unless she does something really wrong or bad, probably going to keep going, right? Your NAASF board has already communicated with leadership the concerns voiced by NAASF membership the group's executive director, whatever, whatever, I had a bunch of franchise calling me on this today, a lawyer who represents Subway franchisees told the post earlier this week, they're trying to get the ads pulled. Because now people associate lack of patriotism, lack of pride for your country with Subway. That's not how advertising goes, does it? want to spend those ad dollars on something that brings people in that's business. Hmm. Brex didn't respond to requests for comment. Subway also didn't respond to requests for comment. They probably wanted more splashy advertising to glow along with some more splashy food, said John Gordon of Pacific Management Consulting Group, which advises restaurants. We are so politically divided in this country and Subway should have done more careful due diligence without a doubt before choosing purple haired woman. Indeed, after this week's disappointing bronze medal, Trump took a few digs at Rapinoe. All right, let's see what the Don said. If our soccer team headed by a group of leftist maniacs wasn't woke, they would have won the gold medal instead of the bronze, Trump said in a statement. Okay, that's arguable, but I, I see what you're saying. The woman with the purple hair played terribly and spends too much time thinking about radical left politics instead of doing her job. Hmm. All right. You know, I'd have to probably I don't don't know if she's doing her job or not, but they came in third, right? And they probably should have won. Um, Does she spend too much time thinking about radical left politics? Probably. Does she have purple hair? Yes. Does she play terribly? Uh well, I think the entire soccer team basically said in that game they lost before the uh the game for the bronze, yeah, that's not really our best effort. That's not really how we wanted to look. And so I think you can take, you know, an event like a soccer game and go, okay, yeah, they didn't play great. Separate that from their politics, but you know, this all kind of seemed to play together this year at the Olympics where a lot of the stuff where we had the radical left thinking and politics kind of exhibited right in our faces. It didn't work out so great, did it? No, it didn't. Rapineau this year has inked other endorsement deals besides Subway, including a tie up with Victoria's Secret in June. How do you think that's going to work out? She's kind of a manly, purple headed woman. Victoria's Secret, we're going down that road. So so I understand the whole, this is, uh, you know, they've got a world stage to, you know, view their or voice their political opinions. You know what? You're representing the United States of America. You're an athlete representing the United States of America. Act like one. That's kind of my whole point. This other stuff, it just wouldn't have happened in the past, right? It just wouldn't have happened. Show your support for the country that got you to the Olympics. The other stuff, do that on your own Twitter account. Do that on your own time, not on the worldwide stage. That's kind of where I sit with this. I don't know. Does that make me, uh, you know, some kind of weirdo because I, I I don't want to deal with this stuff? I don't think so. You know why? Half, half the viewership past Olympics, half. Crazy, right? Okay that's it for me on this one. But I'm going to leave you with half. You can't argue. You can't argue with those facts, can you? Advertising anxiety, half. That's it. All right. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for being part of the Seattle real estate podcast. I will catch up with you guys in the next one. Until then, stay safe. We'll see you soon. Bye for now.